0: Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, Episode 3, recorded Sunday, April 14th, 2019. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cincerapino. Well, we just got back from Key Largo uh, this morning, had an early morning flight, headed back up to uh, Connecticut from uh, four days of diving in Key Largo with Horizon Divers. Uh, As I mentioned in the first episode, it's been 15 years since uh, I've been diving in the Keys, and it was really great to get back there. The other thing uh, that was really neat about this trip was on our first two dives uh, in Key Largo, I got to replay my actual first two ever open water dives uh, when we dove the uh, City of Washington wreck. And uh, we also dove what was then known as Mike's wreck, which uh, now has been identified uh, over the Last few years, as the wreck of the Hannibal, I guess one of the hurricanes came through and uncovered a little bit more of the wreck, and they they were able to positively identify it as uh, the the Hannibal. But what I wanted to talk about today was uh, the the opportunity we had to uh, to spend some time with Reef or the Reef Environmental Education Foundation. And they've been around since the 90s down in Key Largo and have done a lot of work over the years on uh, trying to identify or, uh, count fish uh, in various regions of the world, and, and they're doing it uh, all over the world to, uh, right now. So we set this up uh, where we were able to go over, and uh, we had seven of our uh, scuba shack divers uh, go over to Reef Headquarters where uh, we had a great session with Amy Lee, who uh, works at Reef. And uh, Amy uh, is, is an incredibly knowledgeable uh, individual when it comes to fish and, and identif- uh, identifying fish. Um, Amy took us through a, a great session on all the uh, common type of fish and the various aspects or uh, distinguishing features that we would be looking for uh, on fish as we do uh, uh, fish surveys. Um, what al- what else Amy did was uh, she uh, taught us uh, how we were going to conduct a survey, which is a little bit different than uh, our normal diving. So. Um, we had a great session there, as I said, a uh, couple of hours, couple of, two and a half hours or so, got to tour the reef headquarters and, uh, and uh, got ready for our next day of diving. On uh, Friday morning, uh, we met Amy at the boat, and uh, five of our scuba shack divers uh, went out with Amy to conduct uh, a couple of fish surveys. Uh, Our fish surveys were conducted in some uh, really cool spots. Uh, The first one was the wreck of the Benwood, and the Benwood is a freighter that went down off of Key Largo in World War II. I guess it collided with another freighter or another ship um, and uh, and sank right off of uh, Key Largo. And then uh, the other place that we did our fish uh, identification or fish survey was on French Reef. Our mission of... uh, trying to count the various types of fish was really uh, very challenging. I, I thought I knew a, a lot of the fish that were out there, and I probably know quite a few, but there are so many that I had no idea uh, what they really were. You know, The other thing is that uh, the fish change uh, color and, and shape during their various stages of their life, so uh, sometimes it's very, very difficult to to distinguish some of the fish. I really did feel a little incompetent about uh, doing fish surveys. Um, You know, one of the things that I I realized is I got to really spend some more time with those uh, fish ID guides and and really focus on some of the smaller stuff, uh, the wrasses, the gobies, the blennies. Um, They're they're my big weak spot, and uh, I got to really take a a good hard look at the books and, and figure out what I'm looking at down there. Uh, We have some of our divers who are going to Little Cayman with us in in October, and uh, we think we're going to give it a go down there. We're going to try to do some surveys when we're in Little Cayman and see if we get any better at, at fish identification and fish counting. But all in all, it was a great opportunity to visit with Reef. Uh, it's an incredible organization, and I just want to give a big shout-out to Amy uh, Amy Lee for, for a great job, and uh, keep up the good work, and hopefully anybody who's heading down to Key Largo should, should stop by and see Reef Headquarters. I want to talk a little bit about an online magazine that I came across a couple of weeks ago, and, and the magazine is called Hakai Magazine. That's spelled H-A-K-A-I. Hakai Magazine, uh, as I said, was an online magazine that was started in 2015, and it has a, a pretty interesting mission, and its mission is to explore science, society, and the environment from a coastal perspective. It, it has some really great articles that you can read. Uh, they're pretty diverse uh, and have a lot of information. And, and the other thing about it is they, they do have audio versions of, of, the, of many of the articles. So if you're not into reading, you can uh, put them in your podcast or subscribe to it on your, uh, through Apple iTunes or whatever you're doing from a podcast standpoint and get some of those audio articles uh, delivered to you. As I said, it started in 2015, and it's funded by Tula Foundation, and Tula Foundation is out of uh, British Columbia, uh, British Columbia, Canada, and was started by a gentleman named Eric Peterson and his wife, Christina Monk, and, um, you know, they have some really—it's a really interesting foundation. If you want to read more about it, I put a link in the show notes to, to the Tula.org. Tula has— three components. And in addition to Hakai Magazine, the other two are Hakai Institute, which uh, is supporting long-term scientific research at uh, remote locations on the coastal margins of British Columbia. And then the other one is Tula Salud. Tula Salud supports health of rural and indigenous Guatemalans. So a really interesting organization. Uh, you can read uh, a lot about uh, why they do what they do and, and how it's making a difference. There were a couple of, uh, of articles that I wanted to point out that, that I came across in Hakai magazine. And uh, the first one, which was kind of timely given what we had just completed in, in Key Largo, was the fact that it was an article titled, uh, Citizen Science Comes of Age. And it was all about, you know, how in the past uh, people out there doing the, these volunteer surveys or supporting uh, the scientific research really weren't being accepted as as much as they are today. So today, people are really using the data and and the information that's being collected by. You know all the different uh, citizen science uh, scientists out there who are looking to help uh, the the uh, these researchers in gathering information so that they can uh, can better uh, research uh, what what what's going on in, in the world. But really interesting about this article is they they pointed out three different organizations were discussed in the article, and one of them was. Reef Life Survey, which is a a foundation that's out of Tasmania doing a lot of the same stuff that uh, uh, we just did in Key Largo. And then there was Reef Check Foundation uh, out of Marina del Rey, California. And then the other one that they actually mentioned was Reef Environmental Educational Foundation. Yes, the uh, same reef that we uh, uh, had a chance to visit uh, uh, over the last week. So, Citizen Science Comes of Age, Uh, check out that article. Uh, You can um, uh, find a link in in the show notes. The other article that I I listened to and and, um, read was, Hey, Beecher, Leave Those Fish Alone. So, I was intrigued by the the name of the article, so I, I... went and uh, took a look at it. And it's uh, really about the grunion runs out in California. And I remember way back in the 70s when I was uh, living out in San Diego, a lot of people would talk about going to see the grunion runs. I never was into it back then, so never never went out to to see the, the grunion runs. Right now, though, uh, the, the thing is the, the grunion are uh, at risk, and it's really interesting uh, why. And uh, apparently the biggest threat are the beachgoers who go out there at night and make a party of, of the grunion runs. And what's happening is they're actually killing a lot of the fish for absolutely no good reason. And hence uh, the title, hey, Beecher, leave those fish alone. So, uh, you know, even even the, the the traditions that are out there, uh, people are a little bit wiser these days, and and we should really leave the grunion alone. Hakai Magazine, check it out. In my weekly blog, I introduced an organization known as A Plastic Bank, and the first time I heard about A Plastic Bank, I think I was uh, watching the documentary called A Plastic Ocean and And, as a result of watching that documentary, I d- did a little research on a plastic bank, and really thought it was it was a really interesting endeavor. and And you can check them out online uh, at a dot org. I wanted to see what they might be up to. Uh, so I went out to their website and uh, poked around a little bit and found out in their latest update that that they announced. A partnership with SC Johnson. And the partnership was to open up eight recycling centers in Indonesia. Uh, as a way of uh, introduction to Plastic Bank, the way the Plastic Bank works is that people can take plastic refuge to these recycling centers. And, and turn it into currency, and, and currency can either be money, they can trade it in for items, or they can trade it in for services. Now, uh, the other thing uh, that's interesting about um, the the recycled plastic when they turn it in is they then sell that recycling recycled plastic to manufacturers, and it's known as social plastic. So in Indonesia, they're going to open up these eight recycling centers. And uh, the other thing that they're going to do is they're going to be introducing the first mobile branch uh, of, of Plastic Bank. And what that is is a truck that goes around uh, to the people and uh, allows them to bring in their plastic refuge. Plastic Bank is targeting countries where they feel they can make the biggest difference for both the environment and the people. Uh, In addition to Indonesia now, they uh, also operate out of Haiti and uh, the Philippines. So a great organization. Uh, Check out A Plastic Bank if you have a chance and see what they're up to. Well, that's episode three. Hope you enjoyed the show. Also, I hope that you'll continue to tune in to Scuba Shack Radio. You can subscribe to Scuba Shack Radio on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Android, or uh, you can visit the Scuba Shack Radio website. Uh, The Scuba Shack Radio website is at scuba-shack-radio.blueberry.net. Also, I'd like to know what you think. If you wouldn't mind giving the show a review or uh, passing along a comment or two, uh, it would be most welcome. My goal is to just make this show better as, as I go along. I know I have a lot to learn about the podcasting and and. and F- focusing in on uh, different topics and things that people want, but I hope to give a blend here of uh, of all the things re- related to scuba, uh, a little bit more on some of the equipment, training, things like that, but not from a controversial perspective. I just want to give people a little bit more to think about. So if you have any topics that you would like me to discuss on Scuba Shack Radio, just pass them along, uh, and I'll try to get them on uh, uh, an upcoming edition. So again, I want to thank you for uh, listening in, and um, I will talk to you again in a couple weeks. Uh, Have a great Easter, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time on Scuba Shack Radio.